Have you ever made your mother's cake fall? Like, your mom's cake, and, and you made it fall, which means that cake was right at full height, but the center wasn't finished. And the center, well, you want the center. The center is the best part of the cake. And that was the particular moment that you and whoever, your brother, your cousin, or maybe just you with your hard foot came walking, stomping through the kitchen, tumbling through the kitchen, and the cake fell. And we never got that perfect center. That's the equivalent to what could happen if you are not patient with yourself on the journey to your dream. You don't want the cake to fall, man. It's not, you, you want that perfect center. You want that moist, and I know some people have trouble with that word, center, like where it's just the cake that's just perfect, that just oh, like light butter, uh, delicious, divine. <laughs> you want that. So be patient with yourself, little grasshopper. You got this. You are now listening to Be Myself and I. I'm BB. Get in here, let's talk. So what's going on in B's world? It is Wednesday, September 20th. And in B's world, I am experiencing anxiety today. Um, there's just a lot of things that I need to get completed. And I got a lot of sleep yesterday because my body finally said, look, enough. And I think, you know, that's the problem, right? Like I saw something that um, uh, Kiki Palmer said, just like in an interview, she said, you know what? You can rest and still get what God has for you. And it is true. Yet at times that restless spirit is necessary because of time frames, deadlines. But then again, is it? Because I think, you know, my God is responsible for all those things and keeping all those things in line and in check for me. So we shall see. But yeah, man, sometimes um, it's just really hard to relax, you know, like um, I have been applying to some positions and I heard back from one and it was not positive. So I'm staying positive, though. I'm praising the Lord. It's Wednesday. I've still got more time to get the things that I needed to get accomplished. So that is the positive thing. I still started my day with gratitude, and I prayed, and I prayed. And I am just going to remain positive, keep praising the Lord, do what I got to do, and be happy. There's just really no choice. I have things to look forward to. Um, I'm a pet sitter now, and I've got a new dog coming in on tomorrow. So that's exciting. So I'm just going to chill. I'm going to chill. I'm trusting God. I'm holding on. All those things. So I suggest you do that, too. I almost got down, y'all. Y'all heard my voice? I almost just did a little uh, opening on my Wednesday. And I can't do that because this Wednesday, I have something so special for you on the Be Myself and I podcast. I got to sit down with my neighbor, my neighbor, Jamil, and I call him Magic Mail because that's his handle and things on um, Insta at Magic Mail. But uh, Magic Mail is 
sitting down with me here on the Be Myself and I podcast, and that's what I have coming up for you, and that's what's going on in Beast World. Let's go. Me and Mel had a good key, man. We had a good key. (laughs) Mel has been such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful part of the blessing that is this move to Atlanta, Georgia for me. He lives right next door. My direct neighbor, as you may hear him say. (laughs) And man, that talk was wonderful. And I'm just really grateful to have met such a wonderful, beautiful spirit and to get to benefit from being around someone who is knowledgeable and loving and resourceful and and just a very good friend. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode of Be Myself and I, where we sit down with Magic Mail. Child, we got a special guest. Y'all ain't had a special guest since Coondies. <laughs> y'all, I'm doing an interview today with my neighbor. And I want to tell y'all just a little backstory and then I'm going to let them take it away with these questions. But I met my neighbor when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all know I live in Atlanta now. I'm in Atlanta. And you know that. And I, I just met a neighbor who... Is becoming a friend. You already my friend. I just have to say is becoming because in case you try to say no, I'm not your friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to embarrass me on the podcast. But, Jamel, man, please tell them people who you was. And, and, and my first question, I'm going to just jump right into it. Who are you and what do you do? Tell them people, man. Um, I am me and I do a lot of things. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, what else? What does that include? Well... So, just for a little background, um, I am, I call myself a Geechee boy from Charleston, South Carolina. More specifically, I grew up in between James Island and North Charleston. Spent a lot of time with my granny. Yeah. So, my favorite phrase is my granny house. (laughs) So, um, I I moved to Atlanta when I was 28, 29. I lost track of ages. I'm 41, so I've been here for 13 years. Wait, and, wait. Um, I sorry I interrupt, but what you you've been here for thirteen years yeah. and you didn't go back to Charleston. Charleston is both our hometown, y'all yeah. boy might know that. What brought you to Atlanta then? I just wanted something different. I just wanted change, um, a different environment, and that was it. I mean, when I was in Charleston, the only thing I did was go to church and go to church <laughs> and go to church. <laughs> <laughs> And go home, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, I wanted more. And I wanted a change of pace and I wanted something different. So, um, I actually did not want to move to Atlanta. I wanted to move to D.C. But um, I ended up coming to Atlanta, what was it, 4th of July weekend? 2010. And I, I did not expect to even enjoy anything. About it, I didn't even. I didn't go out. I didn't do nothing. I just met some really neat people. But more specifically, I felt it in my spirit. This is where you should move. 
So I gave myself three months to go. I was on the way back home and I said, as long as I have a job and a place to stay, I can move. And I give myself three months to do that. I was, <laughs> you want to know how long it took? Within seven days, I had a job and a place to stay. And within three weeks, I was moving. See, that's wild. Yeah. And I you gave yourself back. three months. I gave myself three months, but ended up fully transitioning here after three weeks. Now that is, that's blessed. I just feel like that's God too. Cause look at you now, you didn't leave and, and you clearly must've gotten what you was looking for. That was different. Well, I mean, the thing that was so different is, I mean, Atlanta's so black. Yes. I mean, Blizzardy <laughs> black, black, black. Like, and, um, I mean, not that there weren't black people in Charleston cause they were, but in Atlanta, it was like black people was running things. Like the mayor was black. There's the mayor has always been black here. Like the police chief was black. The the restaurants on the corner black. The store black. The street black. I mean, <laughs> <For> <laughs> I mean, and there's such a high proportion of uh, black homeowners, and they're not limited to like one section or one area. They live everywhere, and you know they are everyday people not trying to be bigger than nobody or anything and so it was just good to be around that that kind of energy and whatnot i spoke about that when jonah and i did an episode about why we love atlanta oh, there's there's a brotherhood here oh god that yeah. i love oh yeah that i just don't <clears throat> i ain't trying to come for you us at home what love charleston it'll always be in my heart mm -hmm. but we don't have that i had never experienced Experienced that my son had not experienced that and I, he needs to yeah I think the biggest difference is that Charleston culture-wise is very insular insular it means ignorant of or uninterested in cultures ideas or peoples outside of one's own experienced an example a stubbornly insular farming people most of the people that live in Charleston, most of the black people that live in Charleston are from Charleston, been in Charleston all their lives. Um, Atlanta has something that's very unique, and that's the AUC, and let me break that down, that's the Atlanta University Center, which means, and the Atlanta University Center is Morehouse, Spelman, Clark, oh. Morris Brown, um, and, but Georgia Tech is here as well as GSU, and those are all institutions that also bring black people, but the AUC in, per, I mean, specifically, they are HBCUs. Okay, okay. And so black people come here from all over the country to go to school, and they end up staying here, which means you get exposure to different kinds of black people from different cultures from all across the United States, um, as opposed to only black people from home who always been there, their mama lived there, their granny lived there, like, you know, for generations. And once again, not saying that that's a bad thing, because I think that's the thing that has allowed the Geechee Gullah culture to persist right. and to continue to uh, flourish. But when you come to um, at Atlanta or other chocolate cities, D.C., mm -hmm. now uh, cities like Houston, Dallas, Houston, yeah. you know, like you get exposed to black people from different places. Right. So exposure is everything and it expands your perspective um, and it stretches you to believe, you know, what's possible.
you're very good at those them one line child you may always go to one line exposure is everything that reminds me of one of the questions i was going to ask you then because you you love you gave me one last night what you it? said it is so important to develop great relationships with people yeah Do you feel like talking about that idea a little bit i can Why? talk about that anytime uh-huh. i mean relationships are vehicles um, and meaningful relationships are. You know, a lot of times we be like, God, give me an idea. God, send it. We pray. But God works through people. Where do you think he could just go drop it out the sky? And his hand go reach through the cloud and say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But God has the ability to, to work through men. He, you know, will work on the hearts of men and women everywhere and connect you to the right people right based on what you asking and what you're seeking and desiring and the and the thing is like it won't always be that they'll give you the exact thing like they'll give you a drop of wisdom they'll open a door for you they'll connect you to an opportunity right you know they'll expand your knowledge about something that you want to do they'll expose you to a concept that you never knew about you know they might be like, I've been looking for you to hang you a piece of money. I mean, they may do that. So it's just all in uh, relationships. And I am learning that more and more and more and more and more every day. I literally just had a situation at work um, where, you know, I was having some friction um, on the particular team that I'm on. And my manager talked to another leader at the company and as soon as my manager said my name, the leader, the leader said, I'll, I'll do it and created a position, hmm. created an opportunity for me to come on her team. And the first thing she said was, I would love to have Jamel. He's such a nice, per- nice person. I like him a lot. Can't wait. Relationships. They and the only thing, room. right. Only thing I ever did was say hi, smile, just be myself. Right. You know, it works. I mean. You said relationships are vehicles. Mm-hmm. Vehicles move. Transport. Yes. Take you places. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, that's a really good way to look at it because I think one of my issues with dealing with people has been, you know, because I may have had an experience of being used, I am afraid of it. So almost to the point where <clears throat> I want to make sure I'm not a user. So I sometimes don't ask for help when I do need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also to the point of always thinking that someone is wanting to have a relationship for me for a purpose. But the way mm-hmm. you put it, if a relationship is a vehicle, then they should have a purpose. It's just, all of them do. All of them do. That's why it leads me to my next point. You got to be careful about which vehicles you get in. That part. <laughs> Because your relationship can be a vehicle, but you don't want to get in the um in the kidnapper van. Right. <laughs> so, and you, that's very important wow. to think about because, you know, every encounter is a lesson. And one of the things that we don't do, uh, or rather I say it like this, a missed opportunity that we have a lot of times is that we don't go back and analyze those situations. Yeah. Right? Um some people say experience is the, the best teacher. I don't believe that. Evaluated experience is the best. Te- oh, here go one line. Yeah, come on, watch it right there, y'all. It's going to be more before this thing ends. Evaluated experience is the <laughs> like best teacher. That. You know, like, because you got to go back and you th- and think, th- about think about it. Okay, that hurt you. That, that really impacted you. Okay, hold on. 
Why though? Let's talk about this. What and, and then what was my contribution? What did I learn from that? And when I say what was my contribution, I don't mean like, you know, blaming yourself for it, but one of the things that when I've had those situations where I felt like people have used me, got over it, all those things, I say, you know what? That only happened because I allowed it. Ooh. What boundaries didn't I set? What mm. red flags did I miss? Okay. Where did I give the benefit of the doubt why I shouldn't have? Why I shouldn't have? What one of my personal standards did I compromise? Mm. And I go and I think about it and I say, oh, thanks. Never again. And that's when I can say thank you. Right. So instead of being angry at that person, instead of leading with bitterness, I get to still lead with love. Right. Because I can say thank you. Because if it wasn't for you and if it wasn't for that experience, then I never would have got the real, or I never would have really gotten this really important lesson that I absolutely needed to move forward. Yes. You can get a lesson out of everything. Right. God has the ability to use every single search, situation, circumstance for your highest and best good. Won't he do it? It all works for your highest and best good. Oh. Even even if you think you, oh, I got off on the wrong road. No, it's a detour, baby. You're going to be on that route. You're going to, you going that just like if you in the car and you make a wrong turn, but you got GPS on. What what did GPS say? Rerouting. Rerouting. Because it the it you will the purpose of the GPS is to get you to a specific destination. And I don't care if it has to reroute you time and time and time and time again, it's gonna get you where you need to be. Period. Now, the more detours you make and the more off course you get, it's gonna take you longer. But the goal of GPS is always to get you back on track and to get you on. I mean, get you to your destination, even if they got to change routes. Right. So you always going to get where you need to be. Right. That's beautiful. You preach it right now. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> <laughs> that was when I left Charleston and came here. One uh-huh. of the biggest things was sitting around here, just evaluating the experience. Mm-hmm. And whew, as you have seen, neighbor, it, it, it's just been a whole... Emotional roller coaster evaluating that experience, mm-hmm. but just like how you seeing it's so rich. <clears throat> like the more mm-hmm. I recognize that was my fault. Mm. I gave them that rope to hang mm-hmm. me. I told them all that my butler so they could come back and, and mm-hmm. stab me in the back with it. Mm-hmm. I made friends with a whole per- unsavory person and that I shouldn't have made friends with. Oh shit, where really? You shouldn't have? You got a lesson out of it. I got a lesson. All right. There we go. So we got to change our language. What's the response? Thank you. Thank you. The response is not why, why, why. No, the response is thank you. Right. See, that's the, this, this is the thing, though. You always got to make sure that you lead with love. Better, easier said than done. Yeah. But the thing is, situations and circumstances are for you. We got to be careful because we, when we shift the focus onto other people, then we miss out. On what was supposed to yeah. come from us. We got to realize that we are diamonds in the rough. And diamonds start off as coals. But the only way coals uh, are turned into diamonds is under I immense sure. pressure. So why we be trying to think this thing going to be easy and we not going to be under no pressure? Right. And then when the pressure comes, why does that happen? Why does that happen? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, oh, no. Okay, I'm going to just sit here and let this pressure come because I know this one thing. No, 
I won't ever experience anything more than I can bear. If I, if I, if I can, if, if it's here, I can handle it. Right. If he bring you to it, he bring you through. Right. Like, okay, so how we gonna, we gonna get through this. Cause we will get through this. I will get through this. And so, I mean, just, I was talking about the job situation. I wanted to quit. I'm like, you know what? Dump this. I'll do that. <laughs> and in my spirit, it's like, nope. Cause you have not gotten everything you're supposed to get out of this. Uh-uh. What about you? What's in, what, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Point that thing right back at me. Right back at me. I like telling people um, that my grandmama had a thing coming up where she always make you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I just been joking about it because I would come to my grandma to talk mess about what her other grandchildren and she would be like, you need to go look in that mirror. <laughs> and I'm like, I, no, I'm explaining to you while she need to look in the mirror. because, <laughs> And I became a full grown adult mm -hmm. before I understood, yeah, no, it's always you who got to look in the mirror. It's always you who got to look in the mirror because at the end of the day, I'm the only one who I can control. That's it. And the truth is, these people that I say have impacted me in any kind of way, even if it's negatively, they are living their lives not even thinking about me. That part. <laughs> not even giving <gasps> I put, having a care or concern about me. I'm so, telling you, I you put know. so much care and concern myself into like, how do y'all just sleep at night and you know you have to destroy my easy lay down on the pillow and get be knocked and cut the light off. <laughs> so I'm gonna sit here and <laughs> while they sleeping. And, Ooh. and the whole time you doing that, you missing the main point of it. The whole point. The point is, it's good. those trials work patience in you. Somebody who talking like you clearly, you done been through some stuff. You you you. Mm. What was your lowest point? Oh Lord. Um. Tell you, if I could think about one of my lowest points, it was in 2015. I had lost my job, and um, I had—I <laughs> mean, I lost my job. I didn't have any prospects of another job. I was out of work for about three, four, five months, and. It got to the point where, I mean, eviction notice was on the door. Um, and I went to court and had seven days to pay the rent. And um, it was so bad. I got so, um, oh God, it was, it was so bad that I couldn't even sit in my house for fear of like going into the deepest of depressions. Right. So I would get up and go walk. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a trail in Atlanta called the Beltline, and I would get up and drive and take me and Domino, my dog. I can't even, I can't even afford to buy dog food. I would, um, would get up and, and walk, and one day I was walking, and I just refused to feel defeated or anything like that. So I put my headphones in my my ear and I was just listening to my gospel music and I, don't, I can't remember what song was on but I was like God I don't know how dang my business but I'm sure this is gonna work out and so I'm walking and I look up and this it was a um, a girl she she had on it was a Muslim girl because she had her hijab mm -hmm. on uh huh and it's the shirt said the best is yet to come Oh, I saw that shirt and I lost it. I said, 
Yes, sir, it is. Yes, the it. best is yet to come. That's it. So I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And <clears throat> all of a sudden I hear in my spirit call HUD. And I'm like, oh, HUD who? Okay, all right. I, so I Google it, found the number. I went down town somewhere. I contacted somebody about somebody about somebody. I couldn't even get upstairs in the building, but the security guard said, here's this number, call this number. So I called the number, said in my case, the lady called me back and she said, she said, what's going on? I told her what's going on. She said, give me one moment. She, um, I said, okay. And, and she, she said, okay, somebody should be calling you soon. She said, but let me let you know something, baby. And when she said, baby, I said, uh-oh, right. what's happening here? <laughs> she said, we got plenty of money, and we're going to make sure you get the help you need. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Man, I got a call within the hour. Um, I had an appointment to come see somebody somewhere. Filled out all the paperwork. They paid my rent for three months. Call my landlord and say, do not take any action. We're going to take care of it. We're going to pay for it. Rent paid for three months. I still ain't had no job. I still ain't had no job, though. Man, a week later, I was um, singing with my community choir. Afterwards, we went out to get something to eat or just to hang out. Because, listen, I couldn't afford nothing but water (laughs) and, and maybe a small french fry. But... We um went out to get something yeah. to eat and and I was there, you know, we were talking about like where everybody works and I was like, you know, I'm actually looking for a job. And um I told at the time I was in banking and one of the guys who's one of my good friends now, he was like, Give me your res send me your resume. Sent him my resume. He had a friend who was the manager at the bank and I had a job a week later. I look back at that time and it was a scary time, but it was a beautiful time too, because one of the things that people said after after I um came through it and I kind of shared my experience on Facebook, and people were calling me, texting me, saying, We never knew that you were going through anything. I said, mm-hmm. Okay, they said we never knew. Um, at the time I was <clears throat> going to church uh, heavily, and they was like you never lost your praise. I said, that's when I had to praise harder. <laughs> I said, I, I, did, I, I said, I, 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 you know, I had, that's all I had. Right. And I was just grateful to make it through another day. I was grateful that when I flipped the lights on, the switch came on. I was grateful <laughs> for God just keeping me. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we think the blessing is the house, the car. But what what, what about when you don't have none of that stuff? <laughs> I mean, you I had a car. Had... I had, I mean, having a roof over my head was, was, I mean, was, I was real grateful then because I was at Jeopardy or losing it every day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So every day I woke up and I still had an apartment. Every time I drove back, left home and drove back and my stuff was not on the side of the road. I'm telling you. Thank you. Every time. So, you know, I got through that situation, but I, it was, I just remember feeling so low, but never giving up. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
that's the key. That might be the, the thing that's saving their life. That's saving their life. Mm-hmm. When you can make a joyful noise when ain't nothing joyful going on. Man. That's a, that's a superpower now. <laughs> Listen. That's a, and I don't I don't go to church every Sunday like how I used to. I don't be in there all the time. But let me tell you something. I know where my help come from. That's right. I tell you that much. I know where my help come from. And you ain't going to tell me I, I can't praise God. You can't. I mean... The thing, I'll be in the shower listening to music and bust out crying. I'll yeah. be in the driving <laughs> and tears just be flowing because one thing that is undeniable for me is God has been good to me and still is every yes. day. Every day. And, and, and it is just that good. Like, mm-hmm. you, I've been through so many things where I'd be so excited. Not excited, but so... Mm-hmm. I start going through something again and I do get a little excited. The excitement is not that oh I'm I'm doing something bad, but it's that like I don't see him turn it around. So Man, I know he got this like. I said, what you about to do now, Lord? You know, I I, <laughs> I I look at my life now and I'd be like, this is a dream. That's how I know dreams come true. Yes, I'm sitting up here. You know, during pandemic, I just woke up one day and said, you know what? I think I'm gonna do something different. And um, I set out on a journey to become a software engineer. And that's what I am today. But I look at where I am and I look at what I do. I look at how I navigate. I just be like, thank you. Those are the two words that will break me down every time. Thank you. Because I'm here. (laughs) I'm living a dream. And the thing is, the dream ain't doing nothing against you. We didn't scare. They say your best days are ahead of you, not behind you. Absolutely. Get better And that's the end of our episode and the end of our week. Thank you for joining me on this week of the Be Myself and I podcast. And y'all know our week, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, that's our week. And I'll catch you next week with part two of the Magic Mail Amy (laughs) interview. Thanks for joining me this week and I love you. Bye.